0: You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon and take a look at my other YouTube channels, too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Trump pastor Shane Vaughn's bizarre, seething hatred for feminism. Pastor Robin Bullock falling down an anti-trans rabbit hole. While he's at it, he comes up with a hilarious explanation for why he was right about Trump winning the 2020 election, even though he clearly wasn't. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send an email instead, you can just go to my website, ommorgan.com. Click the Contact Me button in the top right corner. If you're on mobile, it's just a little menu item in the top left, and then hit Contact Me from there. This is Mitch McConnell freezing up during an interview. Now, I've seen people freeze during interviews. I've frozen a couple of times during you know, job interviews or whatever, but this is a little bit different. And it lasts for 20 seconds. Watch what happens with Mitch McConnell. This is the Senate minority leader right now. So he's the Republican Senator, the highest ranking Republican Senator right now. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, we're on a path to finishing the NDA uh, this week. It's been good bipartisan cooperation. And a string of. Uh, In all seriousness, I'm very worried for the guy right now, really. And then a Republican guy, a Republican, a doctor from Wyoming, I think. He's a Republican, he comes up and helps him out. It's a Senator John Barrasso, a Republican from Wyoming. He says, "Hey, Mitch. It's anything, else? anything else you want to say, or should we just go back to your office?" Is what he says. Again, he's a doctor, so he's going to check Mitch out, probably. Do you want to say, or should we just go back to your office? Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything else to the press? If you want to say anything else to the press? I'll take, him back. I'll take him back. So I guess they were going to check him, see if you know he's okay or whatever. That's concerning, actually. Very, very concerning. I don't take solace in the fact that anybody might die or, or might fall ill or whatever. I don't I don't want anyone to die or, or get sick, nobody. You know, Mitch McConnell is a scumbag who has done scumbag stuff, but he's somebody's dad. He's somebody's brother. He's somebody's son, uncle, grandfather, you know? I don't want any suffering uh, in this world. Like, there's already enough. Why do we need more? I hope that he turns out okay. A few minutes later, he came out and he continued. And it, from what I understand, people were saying that it looked like it was a seizure. Apparently, he, he had a fall recently. and I don't know, a few months ago or something. Who knows when it was. And he suffered a concussion. That may have been like somehow related to what happened. I don't know. Froze up for 20 seconds straight, man. Lucky that he had a doctor there to look at him, though. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's this Mitch McConnell, I, this one right here, this, this, this guy right here. I wasn't sure if you guys remembered, um, because it's been a while since I talked about him, but I just wanted to point out, like, which member of the Senate it was that I was talking about. So, yeah, it's that one, standing in front of a Confederate flag, if you were unfamiliar. Anyway, I get a voicemail about this, and uh, I just wanted to give it a listen, see what they had to say.
1: Hey, Owen, oh, Guy Young, Brooks, Illinois. The singularity at the end of the black hole that the GOP has falling into is pulling them faster and faster. Now, Mitch McConnell has health problems. Can you imagine what they'd be saying if that was Biden? Uh, and he's just trying to hang on just long enough to try to keep the Republicans with some hope.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree with you. I'll play the rest in a second. But, yeah, uh, if, if that happened to Biden, oh, my God, it would be a media frenzy that, that never ended. It seems to me that people are just worried about Mitch and sick of octogenarian leaders in Congress. OK, I don't want somebody that is over 80 in Congress, in the Senate, in the presidency, in the executive branch, whatever. No more 80 year olds. OK, in fact, once you pass retirement age, you're not allowed to be in public office. You got to retire. That's it. That includes the Supreme Court and everybody. I don't care. I do not give a shit. If you were a child when segregation was going on, you shouldn't be in office, in any office, ever, anywhere. If you went to a segregated school, if you drank from a whites-only water fountain at any point in your life, I don't want you anywhere near politics. If you ever stood in front of a Confederate flag as a a photo op. I don't want you anywhere near this shit. Get out of politics. You're too old, okay? Anyway, I'm sorry, man. That's just how I feel. No more. No more 300-year-old Confederate soldiers running for office. I'm done with that shit. If you hit 65 years old, that's when people usually retire. 65, say 67 maybe. Hell, some people retire younger if they have the ability. You're done. That's it. No more politics. No more nothing. Hang out. Play golf. Enjoy the golden years. You earned it. I'm just sick of older people in government right now running everything who are alive during segregation and took photo ops in front of Confederate flags like Mitch did. I'm sorry. That's not to say there aren't good ones. I mean, yes, Bernie Sanders is old and he's fantastic. I love the dude to death. Sadly, his time has come and gone to be president. I don't see that happening ever again. But Bernie Sanders is very much the exception, not the rule. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of the time, people... What's the generation came before boomers? Was it the silent generation? or Was it the greatest generation? I don't remember. People from that generation can't possibly understand. People who were 80 years old when the first cell phone was invented cannot possibly understand... The issues that we face today in this world. Get the fuck out of politics. That's my take. I'm sorry. Bernie Sanders would understand. I love him to death. He's my man.
1: Everyone, and Romney is begging the people to drop out of the race so they can get some candidate against Trump. It's over, Mitch. It's over, Mitch. It's over. RIP GOP 2023. I am loving this. I am loving it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I. <laughs> I mean, I'm not loving anybody getting hurt, of course. I don't want anybody—I don't wish death or pain on anyone. But I am also loving the fact that the Republican Party seems to be eating itself alive at this immediate moment. And it's tentatively looking pretty positive for democracy, sadly. It's looking positive for democracy at this immediate moment. I I wish that it wasn't—I wish the bar wasn't that low, but here we sit. Anyway, thank you, Guy Young, Brookville, Illinois. I appreciate that that message recently i covered this jewish cult that exists in new york city i found a street sign with this sticker on the back messiah is here Mosiach is here Uh, i think that's the jewish pronunciation of messiah long live our master teacher and rebbe king messiah forever and ever fascinating dude i i read about it and i I pulled up their website and everything i went through the whole thing on my fireside chat channel if you want to give it a listen but one of my listeners heard that and decided to call in and give me a little information so check this out hey owen it's Yanai from israel i just saw your episode about the bizarre jewish cult uh the guy the rabbi is called rabbi milubavich that's his name and he died in 1994. Had no idea the dude was dead. That actually surprises me a lot. And after he died, his following was split into two. Uh, half
1: that just you know kept, uh, kept his teachings and, and worshipped his memory. And half that decided that he was the living Messiah and he's going to come back. And they are the ones who started the cult. And they're the ones who have all those flags and stickers all across Israel. And apparently now they finally reached New York as well.
0: That's fascinating. They're in Israel. Wow, I had no idea that this was like a a movement that existed in Israel probably originally, right? That's really, really interesting. Yeah, so I'm sure you probably know this, but if anyone else doesn't know, New York City has the highest concentration of Jews outside of Israel itself. So I think the Upper East Side, just picking a random area of Manhattan, is made up of something that like 52 to 60% Jewish people or something like that. Yeah, really fascinating stuff. Just so you know, the guy was named Rabbi Milubavich, but half of his cult thinks he's the Messiah and he's coming back, much like Jesus. That's really interesting. Thank you so much for that information. I'm fascinated by it. Like anytime a cult kind of appears like this, it just blows me away. I I just want to learn everything I can about it. Like this cult seems very peaceful. They don't seem like they're going to be nutter butters. I mean, they're, they are nutter butters, but they're not going to, like, do something crazy at least. Well, they're not going to, like, kill themselves or somebody else, so there's that. Uh, they are going to throw themselves deeply, deeply into this belief system, unfortunately. But uh, what can you do, right? Um, at least they're not violent. At least they're not in danger of checking out together or something like that, that's a plus. But, uh, yeah, extremely fascinating to, to find information about this. Uh, thank you for, uh, to adding context to that. Hey,
2: my name is Hope, uh, I'm from Utah. Um, I know that your dad was a real shithead,
1: and, like, I'm just curious, like, I found out that my dad is a real shithead, too, recently, and I was just curious, like, do you ever wonder, like, if you're gonna turn out like your dad, um... And like, if you did as you when you were younger, um, and how you learned to cope with that.
0: So the question is, my dad was a real shithead. Did I ever worry that I was going to turn out like my dad? And the answer is, no. Not for a single second did I ever worry that I was going to turn out like him. You know why? Because I zeroed in on the things that made my dad a shithead in the first place. That made him a truly terrible. Deeply to the bottom of his heart, just a bad person, just a bad human being. I found the things that made him that way. And I did everything that I possibly could in my power to do the exact opposite. You know, my dad shunned me and my brother when we left Jehovah's Witnesses behind. My mom did, too. My mom was actually the worst about it. I, I You know, my dad didn't really shun me very much very much. It was it was very little in all fairness, but my mom shunned me. I set out to never shun my kid as a result of what my parents did at the very least, my mom specifically. I set out to never kick my kid out of the house. I don't I don't give a shit if my kid is 63 years old and living in my house and has never had a job, it means nothing to me. I will never kick my kid out. She will always have a place to live with me even if she has to sleep on a cot in the corner of the room i don't care i will always make room for her no matter what because i didn't get that same level of care i didn't get that same you know that same privilege that same appreciation there is nothing on planet earth that will ever turn me against my kid ever i will do anything for her Jehovah's Witnesses turned my family against me. I don't care what ideology it is. I don't care what social norm. I don't care. It doesn't matter. She could come out as a, a trans, Jewish, evangelical, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. She could fall out in the spirit tomorrow and get into snake handling, be a Pentecostal nutcase. And as she, as long as she talks to me, I will talk to her. Literally anything. I will do literally anything to maintain that that connection because I didn't receive the same grace from my parents. And that's not the only thing. I intentionally and specifically set out to make sure I did not mimic the bad qualities of my own parents. The control, the, the lack of caring. In all seriousness, I have worried. I have worried that I'm going to do something that my dad did and really fuck the situation up and that is why i will never do what my dad did because i worry about it my dad didn't he didn't care if you look the bar is on the floor nobody cares about shit i came to find fairly recently nobody gives a shit about anything you know how you separate the winners from the losers in this world the winners try Oh, and, of course, if there's a level of opportunity. I'm not talking about capitalism. I'm not talking about getting a good job or anything like that. I'm talking about you want to be a good parent? All you got to do is try. That's it. Yeah, you might mess things up from time to time. You most definitely will. All you got to do is try. You want to have a good relationship? All you got to do is try. That's it. Just the, the most bottom-of-the-barrel basic stuff you got to do. And you are suddenly in the... 90th percentile you are within the top 10 percent of people who are doing really really well you have one of the top 10 percent best relationships in the world because you try all you got to do you are one of the top 10 percent parents in the world because you tried the bar is on the ground you just have to raise it a little bit just try Next, we're going to talk about Trump pastor Shane Vaughn's bizarre, seething hatred for feminism. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description.
1: When you begin to say what God's word doesn't say, I don't need a man, I don't want a man, that is lesbianism, whether you're ever involved with another woman or not.
0: Okay, this is Shane Vaughn. If you're unfamiliar, he's a Trump pastor. He really got famous by becoming a pastor for the cult of Trump for all intents and purposes. He believes that Trump is the Messiah. Now, I've talked about the theology behind it. I mean, there's a full-blown belief system built around Trump as the Messiah. And if you're really curious, you can find it on my main channel. The title of the video on my main channel, Owen Morgan Telltale, is A New Religion Just Appeared. Trump is Officially Considered a Messiah. So if you're curious, you can watch that on my main channel, but that's neither here nor there. What I'm here to talk about is the fact that Shane Vaughn has a tenuous grip on reality, let alone his grip on lesbianism and feminism and what those mean, so... Let's listen to what he has to say. He mixes in some criticism of the new Barbie movie that came out with uh, Ryan Gosling not too long ago. All the right wing nutter butters are screaming about it right now. Ben Shapiro and everything, even though Ben Shapiro showed up dressed up as Ken, that's you know, that's neither here nor there. Let's listen to uh, Shane Vaughn just lose his mind over lesbianism and feminism. Check this out. This is uh, late July, 2023.
1: We're living in a world that hates men, especially white men.
0: And Dude lives in a fantasy land, but okay. I, I'm not going to touch that one. Well, let that one go.
1: And, uh, they hate patriarchy. They hate the head of the house. It's toxic feminism is what it is.
0: Toxic feminism, okay.
1: And this is what the Barbie movie promotes.
0: Again, the like I said, the Barbie movie... It was just a stupid fun movie like oh my god why do all of these people care so deeply about the barbie movie like get over yourselves. it was just a dumb movie okay my god you know i went to a movie with my wife forever ago i don't even remember what the name of the movie was now apparently she doesn't remember either but there was this you know terribly cringy movie that was like it went way way over the top with the stereotypes about how men are evil and how women are just trying to defend themselves and all this. It was just bad, right? But it was like funny bad. Like I laughed because it was so bad. I actually enjoyed watching it because it was so bad. It was a good time. And you know what I did when I went home? I I was on YouTube at the time. You know what I did? I had an opportunity to talk about it. I went home and I hung out and played a video game and I went to sleep. Did I make a 45-minute review? Of course not. Like Ben Shapiro did of the Barbie movie? Get over yourselves, people. My God! Why do you care so much about what people are watching? It's, it's It's like psychosis. Anyway, let's listen to this guy talk about feminism and how it somehow got worked into the Barbie movie.
1: And this is what the Barbie movie promotes. The hatred of men turning men into boy toys, emasculating men while they rule.
0: Yeah, because feminism is about women ruling, right? It's about women being superior to men, right? Not about equality. It's about superiority, 100%. Okay, go on. There is a spirit that if
1: you take your daughters or your granddaughters to watch this movie.
0: When he says there's a spirit, he means there's a demon. Okay so there's a demon
1: you are turning them into the lesbians and into the uh everything you don't want them to be let me
0: so this demon is going to possess your daughters if you watch the barbie movie and it's going to turn your daughters into feminists and lesbians that's what he's saying get help bro seriously <laughs> my god let me tell you what
1: lesbianism
0: is tell me shane you know better than anybody let lay it on me
1: lesbianism is not even sexual
0: no okay
1: it is mental
0: well he's actually correct there in kind of a roundabout ass backwards way being gay is not really a sexual thing when a 10 year old comes out as gay they're not thinking in sexual terms they're thinking in romantic terms right like i don't want to date any girls in kindergarten or first or second or third grade or whatever i want to date the boys i want to hang out with the boys i want to be with the boys there's nothing like sexual about that being gay is not a sexuality necessarily it's just a part of who you are it's just a romantic orientation for lack of a better term Really not about sexuality. But okay, I think he was right by accident there. Let's keep listening.
1: Not even sexual. It is mental. When you begin to say what God's word doesn't say, I don't need a man. I don't want a man. That is lesbianism, whether you're ever involved with another woman or not.
0: Wow. So if you just choose not to marry... Or, or, if you marry a man, as a woman, of course, and then you get, you know, you're a widow, your husband dies in a war or some other thing, dies giving his life to God, I don't know, whatever, and you're 40 years old, and you choose not to marry for the rest of your life, you're a lesbian. Is that what he's saying? I think that's what he's saying right now. Get help, man. This is crazy. This is beyond crazy.
1: God created a woman for the man. The Bible says that I don't care if you No,
0: it doesn't. God created a woman for a man and there should be only one man and one woman. I seem to remember a, a litany of different marriage types in the Bible. I remember a man being married to a woman, being married to a woman, being married to a woman pretty clearly. Actually, there are a lot of examples of that one happening in the Bible. What are you talking about? Shane
1: says that I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you get mad. You can't argue with
0: me. You can't debate me. Don't tell me what I can do. I'll shut you down with God's word. Well, debate me, Shane. Let's debate. Let's talk about it. Bring it on. I'm so down. This dude, his channel is actually uh, Professor Toto. It, you know, kind of frames it up like he's the, you remember in The Wizard of Oz, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, but the dog Toto grabs the curtain and pulls it back away from the Wizard of Oz to reveal that he's just a man or whatever. That's why he named himself Professor Toto because he's the professor. You know, using that term loosely, of course, he's not even, I, to my knowledge, doesn't have a college degree at all. And he's uh, he's like Toto, the dog, pulling the curtain back on uh, the Wizard of Oz. I mean, So he's got like 25,000 subbies on Rumble. He's been kicked off of a bunch of different networks, YouTube and everything else. Where he was significantly larger when he was on those networks. I think he has somewhere around ten thousand telegram followers or something now, so he's been relegated to a certain part of the internet that's significantly smaller than you know the the wider mainstream internet. but he used to be much more um well known than he is now, needless to say, also he runs a mega church, you know he's got a bunch of people, he's got like five hundred people at his church or something. so there's that. I'll shut you down with God's word. Well, let's debate. I'm down 100%. Send me an email, Shane. Hell, I should send this dude an email. That'd be interesting, right?
1: Your opinion don't matter. It bows down to the word of Yahweh. In the word of God, the woman was made for the man. Now, baby, anything besides that is lesbianism. Okay? Because if you don't need a man...
0: That makes you a man. Uh, Okay, literally nothing from beginning to end made any sense in this entire thing. If you don't need a man, then that makes you a man. You think it stops there? Oh, no, this train just got going. This guy is unglued from reality, straight up. Mid-December 2022, check this one out. I don't know if you guys remember what was going on around this time, mid-December 2022, but... Brittany Greiner was arrested in Russia all the way back in, I think, maybe February 2022. I don't remember when it was, but it was shortly after the Ukraine war started. Russia was looking for a hostage. They were looking for some way to punch the United States in the nose. And Brittany Greiner actually played in the WNBA in Russia and in the United States. So she was going over to Russia to just do her normal playing, you know, just play basketball over there. And Russia arrested her for having weed cartridges. It just like like a gram of weed, basically, is what it was equivalent to. She got 10 years in prison, 10 years in prison for a gram of weed. The White House and the State Department and everything concluded that this was a politically motivated situation, that Russia was just looking for an opportunity to take advantage of somebody, to take a hostage against the United States so that they could it and get a victory or whatever well the white house did in fact trade britney griner eventually uh, d- a big famous wnba player for somebody called the merchant of death he was famous for selling weapons to um syria and a bunch of i, I don't remember exactly where he's called the merchant of death because he sold weapons to people right terrible person we've had him in our jails for like 20 years or something like that and he had, like, a really, really long sentence. He wasn't getting out anytime soon. But we traded him to Russia for Brittany Griner. Now, here's my thought on it before we listen to Shane Vaughn's ass-backwards take. And trust me, it is ass-backwards. And it shows his level of misogyny. The Merchant of Death, I forget his name now. He's been out of the game for a long, long time. Somebody filled his hole a long time ago. Like, when he was pulled out of the game, somebody else, one of his lieutenants... Somebody else along the chain stepped in to fill the vacuum, the power vacuum that he left behind when he was put in jail for 20-something years. So There is no weapons deal to make anymore for this guy. The whole goal was just for Putin to show the oligarchs that he'll have their backs if they have his, basically. That's it. So I don't really care that much if the Merchant of Death was turned over to Russia. Not a huge fan of it. But I do care very much that we get our hostages out of Russia desperately, including Paul Whelan for the record. I want all of them out. So let's listen to the misogyny that our old buddy Shane Vaughn has to lay on us about the Brittany Griner situation. We've already seen it with lesbianism, which, by the way, it turns out Britney Griner is a lesbian. Let's hear what he has to say about her now.
1: So what does Brother Brittany do?
0: Brother Brittany, brother Brittany. I think he is what one might call a transvestigator, where he believes that everybody from here to Texas is secretly trans and they're pretending not to be. It's honestly embarrassing and sad, but OK. He I, Apparently, he thinks that Britney Greiner is really a man in women's clothing.
1: Yeah, it's brother Britney. Look at the Adam's apple, darling. Brother Brittany throws a basketball around and kneels during the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Is
0: that even true? I don't know. And either way, don't we have our a uh, right to do that? God-given American right to protest? What happened to freedom? Thought you cared about freedom. Aside from that, there is no evidence to believe that Brittany Griner is trans or anything. Brittany Griner is a woman, period. That's what it is.
1: Refusing to pledge his allegiance, does drugs, hates America, and brother Britney has a wife.
0: Uh-oh, cardinal sin in this guy's mind. He thinks that wife belongs to him instead. He doesn't like the women taking the women. He wants a woman for himself, okay?
1: That's right. That's right. Brother
0: Britney has a wife. You know, come to think of it, I uh, not for nothing, but uh where is this guy's Adam's apple? Let's really zoom in on this puppy. See if we get is there an Adam's apple anywhere in here that anybody can see? I mean, I see a little shadow here. I'm not seeing an Adam's apple on this guy. I think I'm turning into a transvestigator right now. I see a nice big plump red chin right here. Not seeing an Adam's apple. That's kinda interesting, huh? Got some questions to ask, Shane. While the merchant of death
1: is the Bill Gates of arms dealing.
0: That's true. He was a big deal back in, you know, 15 years ago.
1: Our American fake pseudo government
0: felt that we could. For the record, he says it's a fake pseudo government because Trump is supposed to be the president and he's not. And that makes this an illegitimate government. Just ridiculous
1: felt that we could afford to let the Merchant of Death go. That's all Putin wanted was the Merchant of Death. That was our ace of Spades, darling.
0: No, I've, There are plenty of people we got. I mean, we have a ton of uh, other Russian agents in our prisons, just like Russia has a ton of, you know, U.S. Nationals and stuff in their prisons. If you want to get Brittany back, Brother
1: Brittany, then why don't you go find a Russian prostitute that we've got in jail and give her back in exchange for Brother Brittany because their value is about the same.
0: I mean, this is just showing the dude's pure, unadulterated misogyny, right? He just has a problem with women, especially women who don't have any kind of attraction to him. He just can't, like, connect the dots on that one. He just doesn't get it. It doesn't make any sense to him that somebody would be like that. You see, I, Professor Toto. Again, he calls himself Professor Toto. It's just an embarrassment, dude. Professor Toto, who doesn't seem to have an, an Adam's apple, as far as I can tell. Go on.
1: You see, I, Professor Toto says the quiet part out loud. I say what you've been thinking. That's why y'all love Trump so much. That's why I love him.
0: I haven't been thinking that, though. You say the scumbag part out loud, not the quiet part, the scumbag part. There's a distinct difference to be found there.
1: He says the quiet part out loud.
0: Jesus Christ on a cracker, bro. This guy needs help. And again, not only can I not find an Adam's apple in here anywhere, I can't even find a neck, to be honest with you. Is this guy, does this guy have a neck? Is this just a collar moving from his shoulders to the back of his head? Is that what's happening right now? I am not seeing a neck. And you honestly need a neck to have an Adam's apple, so that would check out, you know. This dude is something else. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. Like I said, the dude is a Trump lover. He'd do anything for Trump, and he believes in to be the Messiah. Just let me give you some context on that. This is from early January 2023. Check out this clip from him
1: only God's hand, only Yahweh's hand, the almighty Yah of Israel can save America now. And the only way he can do it is with his hands. He did it in the Old Testament through a leader called Jeroboam, and he's going.
0: Did it in the Old Testament with the leader called Jeroboam, that's what he said. It just kind of got choppy there for a second.
1: And he's going to do it again with a leader called Donald Trump and an army of truth. That army
0: of truth is you. You are Donald Trump's army. And Donald Trump is the Messiah, basically. He is God's anointed man. If you're anointed for a season, you're a Messiah. That is a quote from Shane Vaughn. By the way, Shane, turn your mic level down just a hair because you know you're going to be yelling. And you're peaking, your microphone volume cannot go high enough to capture the audio that's coming in right now. So what's happening is it's just, it's cutting off the very top and it gets real scratchy and loud no matter what, even if I turn the volume way, way, way down, it's still scratchy and loud because he's, he's peaking. That's what it's called is peaking and you're cutting off the top of the waveform that army of truth is you you see even when it's quiet it's still scratchy you gotta turn your mic down or stop yelling i just turned mine down i love yelling
1: and ladies and gentlemen you must never
0: give up the faith give up the faith the faith in the context of donald trump never give up the faith he says okay
1: Do you even care anymore? There are some of you watching me right now
0: that are even looking at other candidates. Ron DeSantis. You catch what he's saying here? Talking about giving up the faith by looking at other candidates. Giving up the faith by looking at other candidates. You're seeing this, right? Others, shame on you. Hear the voice of truth.
1: Yahweh raised up a deliverer for the nation of America. To deliver her from the lies with the strength of truth. And I don't care who takes that out of context, be my guest.
0: I don't know how I would take it out of context. Like what, what am I even taking out of context right now? Did I miss something that was like really, really depraved? to
1: deliver her from the lies with the strength of
0: truth. To deliver her from the lies with the strength of truth. How am I supposed to take that out of context?
1: And I don't care who takes that out of context. Be my guest.
0: I I don't know. Is this just like a persecution complex he's laying on us? Like he wants you to believe that he's terribly persecuted 24 seven and mistreated and hated and everything. Because he's the real man of God? Is that what's happening right now?
1: God raised up a man and He's going to raise him up again.
0: Donald Trump.
1: And if you get off the Trump train, you're going to get on the trash train that goes to nowhere but the dump.
0: Kind of like the train. Never mind. There, there's a your mom joke in here somewhere. Please, somebody finish that for me. Going to the dump and... A train and trash. There's a joke, uh, your mom joke in there somewhere. Somebody finish that for me.
1: The train, ladies and gentlemen. Recognize the hand of God on a man, recognize his hand on a leader. Get behind him with his flaws. Whatever it is, get behind him and you'll be blessed. I said, You
0: will be blessed. So, No matter what Donald Trump has done, get behind him anyways. Do whatever it is that Trump wants you to do anyways, and you will be blessed by God. Because why? He's the Messiah. That's why.
1: Yahweh has blessed me beyond your
0: wildest imagination because I stood for Donald Trump. So Shane Vaughn has seen extreme wealth flowing in because he talks about donald trump constantly like he he is a trump prophet now that is all he talks about is loving donald trump and of course there's a market out there for that hell if i wanted i could be rich tomorrow by just flipping and saying i'm christian now i think trump is the best i believe he knows what he's doing and i'm gonna vote trump in the next election and the primaries. And I think the earth is 6,000 years old and blah, blah, blah. The Templeton Foundation, Kent Hovind, Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron, they would all have me on their shows. I would write a book for Brave Books, Kirk Cameron's whole thing that he's got going on. I mean, I'd go on the whole media tour. I'd be on everything. Donald Trump Jr. show probably all over the place because I flipped that easily. So, yeah. Flipping that easily definitely turned, uh, definitely generates revenue for somebody. And that's what happened with Shane Vaughn. He thinks it was a miracle. No, it was just you feeding into a market. It's called capitalism, not a miracle. And for the record, you know, that was a little bit on the nose. Like It was kind of like maybe he thinks Trump's the messiah, maybe he doesn't. It's a little bit hard to tell based on context. I'll just lay it on the line for you. This is him telling you that Trump is the Messiah.
1: Donald Trump carries the prophetic seal of the calling of God. He is Joseph. If you are anointed by Yahweh for a specific plan and purpose, you are a Messiah.
0: There it is. Plain as day. He called Donald Trump a Messiah. By the way, uh, Yeshua is Jesus' real name. Jays didn't exist back in the day when the Bible was being written. J was added way, way, way later, 1400s. Yeshua was the name used in the Bible for Jesus. Just a little context before we hear the next part.
1: Yeshua was the Messiah of mankind, but Donald Trump is the Messiah of America.
0: Okay, like I said, there's a complicated theology behind all of this again if you want to hear the theology just go to my youtube channel owen morgan telltale search new religion the video's name is a new religion just appeared trump is officially considered a messiah so if you want to see the whole breakdown of what this guy believes shane vaughn about trump it's right there but the basic idea is that in the old testament there was a messiah that was referred to as the Son of Man. And the belief is that Jesus was the Son of Man. But to be the Son of Man, you have to have taken political control in Israel and then spark Armageddon into being. Now, Jesus never took political control in Israel. That never happened. So naturally, his followers are like confused by this. Like, uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. Just wait it out. We'll see him. But we'll we'll see Jesus come back soon. Just just give it a a little while. They thought Jesus would be back in their lifetime, and he never did come back. So the claim is that Jesus was supposed to come back to fulfill his obligations as the Son of Man, as the Messiah, and he hasn't. But the United States is new Israel, and Donald Trump did take political control over. The U.S. system. So if the United States is new Israel, Donald Trump is the new Messiah. He's fulfilling the role that was expected for Jesus to fulfill when he came back. Basically, Donald Trump is the second coming of Jesus, but he's not Jesus. He's Donald Trump. That's the belief system in a nutshell. Again, it's very complex. Uh, If you want to hear the whole breakdown of it, just go watch that video on my main channel. But Yeah, Shane Vaughn is unglued from reality, about as unglued as it gets, and is seemingly obsessed with Barbies, feminism, and lesbians. Bizarre thing to be upset about, but what to each their own, I suppose. That's how I feel about it, to each their own. Let me know what you think in the comments. And uh, Shane, if you're watching, send me an email. I would love to debate you on, on any subject, any time, day or night, my channel or yours. It'd be fascinating. Give you an opportunity to get in front of almost, almost half a million subbies on YouTube. I'm that close to 400,000. I feel like I can't really say almost half a million until I hit 400K, right? So I have to say until then, almost, almost half a million. So anyway, almost, almost half a million subs you could get in front of if you just want to have a debate with me about, uh, hell, anything. Let me know what you think in the comments. Next, we're gonna talk about Pastor Robin Bullock falling down an anti-trans rabbit hole. While he's at it, he comes up with a hilarious explanation for why he was right about Trump winning the 2020 election, even though he clearly wasn't. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description.
2: The stage is set. Everything is set. But you're gonna have to pray for the rightful president, whether he wants to walk back into this or not. Is it his will? Yes. Is he the president? Yes. No. That's why he could just walk right back in, and God will supernaturally move things out of the way.
0: Oh, please, please. I want Trump to do that so badly. Oh, my God. How fantastic would it be to watch Donald Trump walk into the White House Just waltz his ass right in and sit down at the Resolute desk and see what happens. Oh, I would love that to death. This is televangelist Robin Bullock, if you're unfamiliar. He is one of many televangelists who prophesied that Donald Trump is going to win the 2020 election. Now, he is a little miffed, to say the least, that he was wrong about that prediction. And I'm sorry, not prediction. Prophecy. I keep getting that wrong. It's a prophecy. It was a word from on high, from God himself. He's a little miffed he got that prophecy wrong, and he keeps trying to back it up and claim that it was real all along, that he was correct, that he's still correct to this day. So I wanted to see what he had to say recently, because believe it or not, he's still talking about it. Let's finish this clip first. Check this out. This is from early March 2021. It was just a couple months after inauguration, and it was leading up to March 4th, which in the in QAnon brain in their conspiracy theories they believe that March 4th was the day that the real inauguration was going to take place because Biden was a fake president and Trump is a real president and the real president's going to be inaugurated and then Biden's going to be kicked out on his ass or whatever it's just it's too long to explain right now i've got other stuff on it if you want to hear the whole thing but Anyway, listen, th- that's why he's doing this video right now. He's trying to convince Donald Trump to walk back into the White House on March 4th and sit down at the Resolute desk. Listen to the rest of this.
2: Is it his will? Yes. Is he the president?
0: Yes. No. That's why he could just walk
2: right back in. And God will supernaturally move things out of the way. But you need to pray for encouragement. Nobody was beat on like, that, like our president for four years nobody
0: i mean there are there are a few people that are mistreated certainly a lot worse than the president that was born with a platinum spoon in his mouth the first billionaire president yeah there are people treated worse than him in society for sure let me just give you a little taste of who robin bullock is if you're unfamiliar though this one is from april 26 2022 he goes on this live stream with roger stone and the, the point of this whole live stream in the first place was for Roger Stone to claim that there was a demonic portal that opened above the White House and was sitting there and it had been for months and demons are just flying in all willy nilly. Anyways, Robin Bullock comes on and makes the claim that he parted the reflecting pool like Moses parted the Red Sea. I am not joking. April 26, 2022.
2: OK, on January 6th, um, 2021,
0: you know, I was there at and uh, D.C. And I- so he was he was at the January 6th insurrection. OK, go on. He's not in jail, which tells me he probably wasn't actually part of the insurrection. He was just a gullible sucker who had been convinced to show up and riot. But there was actually an insurrection being run behind the scenes outside of the rioters.
2: I was listening to president trump speak i was up by the monument washington monument and then the lord told me he said now i want you to leave here and go down to the Capitol."
0: okay the washington monument if you don't know dc the washington monument is a, a a big like i don't know it's a big like rod that comes out of the ground really 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 tall it's i don't know 50 feet tall or something actually i'm curious now wow i was way off it's 555 feet tall my mistake so 55 stories, basically. Wow, that's really tall. If it were a building, it'd be a skyscraper. I had no idea it was that tall. Anyways, so you got the Washington Monument. If you've never seen it before and you're looking at my screen and not listening, like some people prefer to just listen, this is a an image of the Washington Monument right here. So anyways, the Washington Monument is right there. I guess Bullock was at the Washington Monument. And you walk down a little bit and you come across the reflecting pool, which is just a shallow pool of water. It's just like, a you know, a a rectangular, shallow pool, shallow enough that you could stand and it would just come below your knees, basically. And that sits in front of the Lincoln Memorial, which is like a big statue of Lincoln sitting there in a chair or whatever. So they are all three together. So he starts at the Washington Monument and God tells him to walk to the Capitol, I guess. He's probably going to walk right past a reflecting pool and the Washington and the um, Lincoln Memorial. In that case, it's called the rod is called an obelisk. Yes. Thank you for that correction. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is an obelisk. I didn't even think about the word didn't come to me for some reason to the
2: Capitol. So I turned and you know you can walk straight toward the Capitol through the park. And so I'm headed down that way and a pastor meets me and hands me a staff.
0: Yeah, there are always pastors down there constantly, you know. There are always religious nutcases passing out their books and stuff all over the place there. I went there for the reason rally in twenty sixteen. It was incredible.
2: And so I get to the you know, the reflecting pool on the back side of the Capitol, the little one. And I arrived at 111. President Trump quit speaking at 111. And so I held the staff up and pointed it toward the Capitol at 112. And at 112, they walked the absolute proof into Congress of a fraudulent election. And they-
0: No, they didn't. They did not walk any proof into Congress or whatever. Because there was no fraudulent election, you live in a fantasy land, okay?
2: Laid it down on, the, on certain desk. And so when they did the hope, I ordered the Red Sea and the corruption to be revealed. And the place came apart after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. A year later, I was back up in DC. So I held my staff, the one behind me over toward the Capitol again. And the Lord said, tell the Red Sea to come back together. Where I held the staff out, the water turned black and now they drained it. And it's a dry pool.
0: Okay, so you're saying you parted the reflecting pool like the Red Sea, like Moses, except not really, right? You just kind of stuck your staff out there, and then the next day they, like, drained it like they do periodically to clean it and grab all the coins out of there and stuff, right? Wow. Wow, this dude said, wow, you hear this? Dry pool. Wow.
2: Wow. Well, remember Moses stretched his rod out and they walked across on dry land. Yeah. And so it dried up. The, the whole pool
0: dried up. So he's basically Moses is what he's saying. Uh anyway, that's Robin Bullock, if you are unfamiliar. Now you know who we're dealing with, right? Well, he's got a couple of new videos that he released not too long ago. Late July twenty twenty three. I want to give you an idea of what this guy believes regarding the election he was unequivocally and without question wrong he was wrong he claimed Donald Trump was going to win the 2020 election and he did not he lied he was wrong about that it was a false prophecy now there are two people involved in the prophet relationship there's the prophet the person and there's God which one lied which one lied Was it you, Robin, or was it God? It can only be one of you two. Now, all these years later, he still has to defend the fact that he lied blatantly to people's faces, claimed to have heard the voice of God when he did not.
2: There's some things that we've given in prophetic word that I've said that absolutely, there's no way you could have made it up.
0: No, there, there is nothing that he's said prophetically that would be impossible to make up. Let me tell you how he runs his little grift, okay? This is how these supposed prophets do it. They claim to get a message from God that, you know, somebody with the name that starts with a J is dealing with heart problems right now, and God is going to solve your heart problems in the month of May. You just wait and see what happens and sure enough, somebody in the audience with the name John gets heart surgery in May. And boom, you got a believer for life just like that. It's, a li- it's an old cold reading trick. You can see it played out from televangelists all the time. Okay, watch how Hank Kunneman does this little trick. This is another televangelist who's shared a stage with Robin Bullock and works with him and talks to him and stuff like that. They all know each other at the top.
2: Someone, you're watching me right now, and you're like, man, I, I, I lost my keys. I can't find my keys. They're underneath the cushion. I'm serious. It's underneath the cushion. Go do it right now. And if you can, type it and tell people. I'm serious. It's underneath the cushion. You didn't even know that it was there, but it fell out.
0: This is a, an old cold reading trick that psychics have been using for years, uh, you know, televangelists and people like that. Here's how it goes. Statistically, say he's talking to a million people total, right? A million people are going to hear this message, and they're going to be missing their keys. Some of them, right? Say 10% of them are going to be missing their keys. Hell, let's get real generous. Say 1% of them are missing the keys. 1% of a million, that's 10,000 people missing their keys, right? And let's say only 10% of the people that are missing their keys had the keys slide out of their pocket onto the couch and fell into the couch cushion. Only 10% of those people that are missing their keys did that, right? So 10,000 times 10%, that's another 1,000. So 1,000 people that are watching this broadcast right now with Hank Kuhneman are going to be believers for the rest of their lives he convinced a thousand people to be donators for life by pulling this little cold reading trick by telling them your keys are in your couch cushion just go look and they go look and sure enough there they are just like that it is the most common cold reading trick in existence honestly it's like it's shameless the way these people do this stuff it's shameless so robin bullock just you know he pulls that same kind of trick constantly and he claims there are things I couldn't have known that came true and that means I'm a real prophet. No, I mean, there are things that you couldn't have known that you scattershot just threw out there for your thousands and thousands of listeners and some percentage of those people heard you talking about that. Like I could sit here and say, John, I, hell, I could get real specific, uh, John Smith, I'm talking to you right now, John Smith. How many John Smiths are there in my audience? A lot, probably. You know, how many people are going to see this video? Somewhere in the vicinity of uh, at least 50,000, probably. Minimum, eventually. It's just an old cold reading trick. It doesn't mean you're a prophet, and it doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. He's using the old Texas sharpshooter fallacy—is what it's called, to give himself credibility. Ignore the misses, zero in on the hits. How many things did he get wrong? a lot, constantly, but he got a couple of things right, and for that reason, he says, I can't possibly be a false prophet because I got a couple of things right. If you get one thing wrong, one, the Bible says you're a false prophet and you should be put to death. Now, of course, I don't believe in that, but that's what the Bible says. He should at least lose his ministry is the point. Anyway, listen to what he said about this here.
2: There's some things that we've given in prophetic word that I've said that absolutely there's no way you could have made it up. They come to pass and it's all recorded. Do you think that and prophecies other prophets have given that are astounding?
0: They're really not that astounding. It's just stupid garbage like somebody in my audience has lost their keys. If you just check under your couch cushion, you'll find them. That simple
2: that you just look at it and say, yeah, you can't make this stuff up.
0: You can, actually. You can, and you do.
2: Do you think they would hit it on everything like that?
0: They didn't. You you didn't hit it on anything. What are you talking about? Claiming that he hit prophecy after prophecy after prophecy when he didn't. He's claiming something that simply did not happen.
2: Do you think they would hit it on everything like that? And miss who won the election folks that's stupid
0: that well what's the alternative the alternative here is that God really wanted Trump to win and God's will did not come to pass right I mean the implications behind that seem even scarier to me that means God doesn't seem to be all-powerful after all right am I mistaken if God cannot ensure that his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Does that mean that, like, there's a possibility that Satan might win the war against Jesus or whatever? Am I rooting for the wrong side? If you are correct about this, it is an even scarier implication. This guy doesn't seem to get it. He was wrong from the start, and he can't accept that. I mean, just check out what he had to say Uh, just 10 months after Biden was inaugurated officially. Listen to him. Lose it at people who you know at doubters at people who questioned him like us
2: Apologize go ahead and apologize. Well, no How about that just so you can hear me again. No
0: Okay, well, you're just an embarrassment if you're not going to apologize simple as that and and you were wrong You're a false prophet plain and simple. There's no way to get around that you lied You pretended to have inside information into this, and you did not. You should, at the very least, lose your ministry. I don't want anybody put to death. I don't even believe in the death penalty, but you should, at the very least, lose your ministry.
2: Because you are wrong. If this had no meaning to it and no prophet standing speaking today was, if they were all wrong...
0: Okay, that was a weirdly timed cough. It seemed like he was trying to buy himself some time to figure out what he going to say next, right? Is it just me? What a weirdly timed cough.
2: Was If they were all wrong, why don't it go away?
0: It has gone away. Biden's been the president. Biden was president through his entire term, okay? You couldn't give up on it. Even, you know, all the way up to the next election, you couldn't give up on it. My God. Like, it's so embarrassing. Why does he still bring this up? Honestly, I would be I would be embarrassed to death if something that I, you know, I claim to be a prophet of God and something I said didn't come true like that. I would hide my head in shame.
2: How come it hasn't ever faded away?
0: Because you are keeping it alive, of course. And and it it, it has faded away, actually.
2: How come it's still a fight?
0: It's not anywhere except for in your head
2: over that election. If it was wrong and it wasn't true, then why are we still debating all of this?
0: We are not debating all of this only in your head. Folks, it would have already
2: passed. You keep your doctrines. You keep your doctrines, but I'll tell you what you are going to answer for trying to regulate the Lord's
0: prophets. Oh, boy, he's mad. He's slamming his books down because we're trying to regulate the prophet of the Lord, as he calls himself.
2: You with your big educations.
0: Your big educations. God, he's trying so hard and failing miserably to connect with the working class, isn't he? It's just embarrassing, dude. Everybody knows you're rich. Like, stop pretending that you're, you know, lower middle class or whatever. This is the the kind of thing you only really see Trump nutcases or or far-right Republicans doing. Like, pretending to connect with a lower class. Something that they've probably never been a part of in their entire lives. I would bet anything. If I looked this dude's history up, I'd find that he went to some prep school. His mom was rich. Or, you know, somebody in his family was rich. That's how he got his slot on television in the first place, something like that.
2: Educations, You're going to answer for trying to regulate a prophet of the Lord and telling a prophet of the Lord that what God said is not true, but what you said is true?
0: Well, see, that's the thing. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what you said isn't true, and I have proof of that. Biden served his entire term as president. What is your proof that you really do speak to God? I'll take anything.
2: What God said is not true, but what you said is true.
0: You're in trouble. You're in trouble now. God, dude, I would just, I would be so embarrassed if I were this guy, honestly. I would be so embarrassed I could never show my face in public again. It is so painful to watch, seriously. that's robin bullock for you this dude is just an embarrassment of a human being let me know what you think about him in the comments it's just cringy dude the cringiest part is that he's he still has a massive youtube channel bigger than mine i think how big is his channel i am almost almost half a million subbies i can't say i'm half a million until i'm at five hundred thousand. And I can't say I'm almost half a million until I'm at 400,000, I feel. So I'm at 375,000, so I have to say I'm almost, almost 500, or almost, almost half a million. Let's see how big Robin Bullock is. Robin D. Bullock. He's got 201,000, so he's a little bit smaller than me, but still. 201,000 is nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty big, honestly. And look look at the names of the videos. Medusa Spirit Prophecy. Balloon Prophecy? Oh my god, I'm so tempted. Train Prophecy? Train Prophecy 2.0? And they're each like two minutes long. Oh boy, you guys know we've got to watch this one, right? Let's check the Balloon Prophecy. I'm just going to skip through the intro because I really don't care. So this is from um, July 2nd, 2019, apparently. All right. I don't know if you guys knew this. If you grab the little red dot on your YouTube video, you just drag up. You can get a lot more precise with what you want to play. So this is the end of his little thing. Basically frame by frame. I just hit play. Yes.
2: I saw something last
0: night. You're hearing the echo in the background. Last night, last night. The
2: Lord brings this back to my mind to trigger something in my thinking. Something about a hot air balloon. Something about a big one Nora maybe not so big but big in what's coming i don't know. wow dude i don't know but it's it has to do with it
0: okay so there was recently famously a chinese spy balloon flying over the united states and he's using this as evidence that he knows what he's talking about or that he's prophesying but th- this is a perfect example this is what i'm talking about he didn't get specific with any of this he just said the balloon prophecy and he said Something about a big balloon, maybe not so big. You, you hearing that hedging? He's finding ways to change the prophecy in the middle of the prophecy. He's not getting specific with this at all.
2: Maybe not so big, but big in what's coming.
0: You catching that?
2: I don't I don't. but it has to do with it.
0: We just lift
2: up our hands and we thank God for the prophetic value. That he gives us things to say, things that he wants told. Lord, is there anything else on today's program you want told from this platform? I will tell it. I will not back up from it. If you tell me what to say, is there anything
0: else? That's his wife in the background, by the way. I don't know if you guys have ever seen her before, but usually she's dressed in leather also. And, and typically has like darker hair, but not always apparently. I had a a whisper
2: of a hot air balloon. I don't I don't know, but I, it was just a whisper vision. It's, I know that sounds strange, but that's the only way I know to explain it, right now. It was a whisper vision. It just kind of was there and moved.
0: Yeah, so a lot of televangelists do this kind of thing. They just say random stuff. You saw Hank Cunningham do it earlier. Somebody's lost their keys. Just say random things, and when it applies, it could be years. Hell, it could be 15, 20 years before it applies. In fact, the longer it takes to apply, the more legitimacy he receives. So he just talks about all kinds of random stuff, whatever, and then he finds those supposed prophecies that he gave all those years ago and claims that he was talking about this the whole time. It's just absurd from top to bottom. It's so transparent. And what's really sad about it is that his fans don't see straight through it like everybody else does. Let me know what you think about this guy in the comments. I think he's cringy and terrible, and uh, I honestly believe he knows what he's doing. He's doing it cynically. I don't believe that about everybody. Greg Locke, I think he believes what he teaches. Jehovah's Witnesses governing body members, I think they, they buy their own nonsense. Robin Bullock, no, nah, I don't think so. Let me know what you think in the comments. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.